Okay. Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out. Yeah, today is a new day. Let's season now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life. Yeah, share my story with you. Inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live. I keep episodes on replay. Hey, Real 45. Yeah, Real 45. Show them how we do it, man. Yeah. Welcome to Real 45, episode 8 with Greg Hancock. I'm Stefan L. And uh, Greg, you're in California. I am in California, and you're over there in the uh, probably the more darker regions of the world right now in Sweden, right? Yeah, if I didn't have my lights on, it would be totally black here. Oh, so, <laughs> no oh. snow. It's rained all day, and, you know, frosty wind, wind share on the wind... Windruta, I don't know what you say. Oh, on um, on the car. Yeah, so you got frost on the window. Yeah, or no frost so, on the window. <laughs> no frost on the windows for the last days, but today I was like, had to take it off when I'm going to my office today to do this episode. Oh man, that's rough. But you know, yeah, you guys, you just want snow now, right? Ice and snow to make it a little bit more. Uh, yeah, it lights up. Yeah, for sure. I don't have that so issue I'm, here. You don't? <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> you have the sun and get these B vitamins all day and the mood is just right, isn't it? It is. You know, the only thing that really frustrates me is like, we don't, we live like, I don't know, maybe six or seven kilometers away from the coast. So we get pretty damp evenings. So it gets really wet in the, in the air and the car windows, the cars are wet in the morning. And the worst thing I got is like, if, if you don't wipe the window off on your car in the morning is then the sun comes out, like, you know, gets up a little bit high and then it <laughs> dries the water and leaves water spots on your window. That's really frustrating. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here getting grumpy now. <laughs> well, uh, well, I just made myself, you know, a nice glass of ice water. Oh. And, oh. And, uh, and then you don't That's know what's really... Yeah, that's what I mean. You don't really know if it's ice water. You might just think it's, I don't know. In my mind, it's like genotonic. I don't know. That's what I should have in the sun. Yeah, that's right. But I don't know if it's, you know, the time of the day it is here right now. It's like 1030 in the morning, our time. Oh. <laughs> so it's a bit too early then. It's kind a coffee. Kind, and of, water. kind of. And by the time this this actual episode gets released, you know, I'll be like two or three glasses of ice water in. Oh, <laughs> hey man, you're you're in California, and how? It's that how you collect the uh, power for the next season. I mean, you next season is is uh, another season with with um, the champion title, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And our usual regime, you know, is we're we're based in Europe, there in Sweden, for for sort of uh, six months out of the year for our racing program and then back here in California for the winter months. And here we are. So we're, we're back home and this is, this is home and it's always great to come, come home and, and get back into the warm weather. But I need, I need a couple of months usually just, just to kind of put the speeder bikes aside and enjoy the sunshine and catch up with family and, 
you know, that this year has been a little bit, a little bit different because I got injured early and, and I've already been off for quite a while, but still I'm home now and I'm, I am getting recharged and, and you go through this, your, your regular sort of regime of what you do to prepare for the new season. But in one way you need to put everything aside for me. Anyway, I have to put everything aside and forget about the bikes for just a little while, just to kind of clear the mind. However, it's really hard to do that. So I, I got to go through this little thing I do every year. And then suddenly it gets around Christmas time and you, you start to realize like the new year's coming. And as soon as you hit January 1st, it just feels like you're, you're on top of the mountain and you're going, everything's going so fast coming to the start of the season. And then you start climbing again to try to chase that world title. Oh, but are you, the injured you have, is, is it okay to start exercising now or? Pretty much. You feel? I, I've started. Yeah, it's feeling, it's feeling good. I, I started training and getting the muscles, getting stronger all the time, trying to basically support all the small muscles around the shoulder joint to, to get it, to, you know, strong and stable there. So you can, then you can start working with more weights and doing things to, to really get the shoulder strong. So I'm, I'm, you know, what am I now? Like eight, nine, almost 10 weeks into the recovery after the, after the operation. So it's feeling really good. I can do pretty much everything that I do in normal everyday life. I just have to be careful not to lift too heavy and nothing lifting too heavy over the head for sure. But I feel good and there's no doubt that I'll be ready for the start of the year. Oh, that's awesome. But the small muscles, they are the, the hardest ones to, to train. Those are the ones that get neglected heavily in, in life. And I mean, until you, you hurt yourself, many people <laughs> yeah. out there have hurt themselves in some way. And if you've been to a physical therapist, you understand what we mean by small muscles. So they always, you forget about all these little small things that you take for granted every day, but the little small ones are the ones they have to activate that really, really control all the, the, the core muscles around specific joints or whether it's your back or it's your, your stomach or whatever. It's, it's important to, to work every muscle to, yeah, just to make it more stable. Yeah. But it's awesome that you're, you're on your way back. Yes. And it feels good to be on the way back. Cause I had a long, a long, uh, part of the season there of, of being so far from on the way back, but now, now it's, it's reality again. And I'm back home and I know that I, I have, I'm in good shape and I'm ready to go. And I got the sun to, to power me, as you said. So it's going to, the season rolls up fast. As soon as you get to, like you said, the first of January, it's just feels like the, the days just fly by. So uh, I'm taking advantage of these, these moments right now before that gets here. Oh, that's great to hear. And you've been busy with, uh, with episodes too. I think it's two, three that you did for yourself. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And in the last one with pair, uh, it was perfect. And I mean, the, the picture that you took together, but that's how you, how you recorded the whole episode, wasn't it? In bed. It was in bed. The poor guy, you know, we didn't, we probably didn't elaborate too much on his situation because he's, he's, uh, he's got bed sores, uh, which come from basically sitting too long and you know, he can, he doesn't have the feeling and, and stuff in his body. So he can't tell when he's got pain or, or discomfort or things like that. But it, it always comes with a, 
you know, some other symptom that he gets. But in this case, these things have gotten worse. And, and uh, the amount of operations he's already had, he's not really supposed to have too many more. But uh, oh. two different hospitals have gotten together to, to come up with a, an idea of something they're going to try. And, and we really hope that's going to be positive, positive for him because it's, it's awful. He's been in, literally been in bed for almost a year and a half. Often, you know, he can get up for periods during the day, but it's just such a bummer for the guy. So, and there's so many things, you know, we, we take for granted every day, but I want to see him uh, back in his chair so he can be living life and being free again and being able to get out and drive and do what he's got to do. But poor guy's got to, uh, he's suffering right now uh, in that way, but he's still got such a great attitude and he knows he's going to, he's going to beat it one way or another. So this is, uh, we're looking forward to seeing the, the best of Perry Onsen again. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys haven't listened to this episode yet, do it. It's it's an amazing episode. Uh, yep. And it's actually yeah. the statistics for the for the podcast went up because it's so it's a great. You know what? And that's the cool part about it is it's just raw and it's real and, and just sitting there having a chat with Pear. I haven't really just done that for a while. We always have our, you know, we're friends and we talk about speedway and we talk about different things he's got going on or what he's doing for work but this time we actually sat down and really just reminisced and and talked wow. about different things you know i used to think he was the most miserable dude when i first met him <laughs> yet don't like i said in the in the cast dude don't judge a book by the cover he's uh, he's an unbelievable guy and um it's so it's such a shame that that uh, he's got to be stuck in bed right now because he's got so much to offer and, and I look forward to uh, to doing different things with him in the future. I really hope that we can make this happen. Yeah, and how does it feel for you? I mean, when you do these episodes uh, with friends and competitors and stuff like that, you get to ask things that you don't talk about when you meet each other in another day or on a race. That's right. I mean, you must have so much questions. I mean, you know this, guys, but when you start talking about it in this way and actually start talking, it's something else, isn't it? It really is. And yeah, just like you said there, I mean, the fun part has been when you and I are together and we do these together with these guys, you, you tend to bring out really good questions, the stuff that I don't think about every day. So I've I've come up with more more ways and and different ways to to approach the the interview and just make it open chat so you start asking the questions and then you get random answers because it's it's more fun like that and i don't think we get a chance to to really tell people what we've been up to and, and how things actually worked from the day we started writing together or you know being friends or whatever but this is kind of cool because you you can see the look on people's face they don't really know what's coming when we start to do the interview and I don't give them too many, <laughs> too many uh, bits of information about what I'm going to ask them because I want a raw answer and I want to, I want to hear what they really think, and, and whether it's what do they think about life or whether they think about our careers or what we've done together. It's really fun. It's it's just raw. That, that's the same with you and me. I mean, I don't tell you all the questions I have for you. No, <laughs> and <laughs> and now I have something else. Because I, I heard a rumor, and I don't know if it's okay to talk about this, but oh, now uh, I'm scared. I had a rumor about Hancock High uh, and the team. Uh, is there something you can 
you can talk about? Yeah, you, of course you're going to bring this up. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... I want to ask you everything. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It, Hancock and High, yeah we, yeah, we can talk about it for sure. And it's a little something we started this last year to... It's, it's been talked for a while. He and I have, between us, just uh, Raphael and I, Raphael High is my mechanic for anybody who doesn't know what the high part is. And uh, Raphael and I have been friends for a lot of years. We've raced together and then later became uh, workmates. And the fact that he's working with me, uh, he worked for me. And now we work together, basically. And he's a he's a key part, plays a pivotal role in, in my racing career. So the success that I've had doesn't isn't done on isn't done alone you know we all have a team of people or friends or 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 family or work colleagues around us that make the success that make things work and Raphael is one major major part of that for me so together we started we came up with a team concept that we didn't anticipate we would uh, start this last year so much but I had a lot of time to a lot of time off to, to make things, uh, make things happen and started looking at different options. And I felt like it's a good chance, a good time for us to, to start our project, uh, to help some of the, the kids. And that was this, the 250 project we started last year and, uh, the Hancock high team mm-hmm. basically came in and we supported two of the two American boys, Sebastian Palmisi and Colton Hicks, and also the Polish writer, um, Victor Lampart. So, we supported them. It was our first shot at it, and we gave them. We did a lot. We got a lot of our sponsors involved to to help us with various equipment to help us offset some fees and charges and travel expenses. And it worked out so so good, better than we expected. And in the process, oh, you know, the the kids got a lot of experience. They got a lot of great help, knowledge. We didn't have the success that we had hoped for. But actually, it was even better because we got our feet wet. We learned a ton about the bikes, the equipment, because it's so different than the 500 in in so many ways. And all the things that we do on 500s, it doesn't always work with the 250 because it's a different power band. It's different combination settings, et cetera, et cetera. And you're working with kids who don't have any international experience at all. And suddenly you're at a world championship. So we came in there and offered the full package with mechanics, with bikes, they uh, they got support from from the GM factory with engines and uh, rented all their stuff direct from from the uh, manufacturer. So that's the only thing that we didn't supply is is engines. We just gave them chassis and our knowledge and and had all the people around us to to try to make life as easy for them as possible. So now, oh, that's really cool. It, it was fun. I mean, the kid to work with the kids. I love everybody knows that I love helping the the youngsters. I was, I can, when I look into some of their eyes, as long as they, they're open-minded, I look into their eyes and I can see myself looking, uh, from that age, looking forward and thinking, gosh, I have this whole world in front of me. And here I am in front of all these rad people. And all I have to do is, is grasp this time and use it wisely. Yeah. Because I heard that you, when you started and you started, I think it was in the episode repair, that you guys actually took your engines out and carried them on the plane <laughs> to the next race. We did. I never carried the actual engine on the plane with me like Pear did, but 
I had heard stories of that so many times of the guys just trying to walk on carrying an engine that weighs approximately 28 kilos, 28, 29 kilos in the bag and walking with the bag like it's just a (laughs) a toilet bag, you know, it's not heavy. (laughs) And they would literally walk through and put that thing in the overhead locker. Can you imagine lifting 28 kilos over your head to put in the overhead locker and close it? Oh, it's... (laughs) If that thing fell down, that would be a, that would be a yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be pretty. But no, but but the, these guys, the youngsters that you're helping now, they are getting this help with all of these things. They are, and that's what we try to explain to them. Like the different in the generation, the times that we are living in today are so much better and and worse at the same time because. You can't just take engines like that that you did before. You have to check them in, and not every airline will accept having an engine on the airplane no matter what condition it's in. So it makes it really, really hard. But we're trying to let these guys know that if if you're done, if you do it this way and you have everything, all your, you know, your logistics in order and you can afford to have it in order, it can go so smooth and you're planned ahead and just being prepared, it makes life so much easier. So that that's life in general, but... We're just trying to offer them the the opportunity to do it and uh, take a few shortcuts that we uh, maybe we didn't have back in the day, but now we have somebody who can help us and not. Uh, yeah, and all the experience you have with all the, I mean, everything that can happen on the way with everything, yeah, all the speed bumps, and just <laughs> that's a short exactly that's a shortcut. I mean, otherwise you have to try everything yourself. That's right. And, and sometimes they need, you have to learn the hard way sometimes and you can't give them everything because if you do that, then they won't be hungry enough. So you have to just give them enough that no. they understand what it's all about. But we we want to help the kids that want that want the help, that really want to succeed. And, and that that's when it gets exciting. So we started there. Oh, that's... Yeah, and now we're we're trying to expand that and uh, create um, a full blown team this year, which is in the makings, and we're still confirming the the a couple of riders that we want to have involved. But there'll be a GP team for the Grand Prix, the World Championship, as well as we're going to hopefully oh. going to be doing some support for the under twenty one at the same time. So this this went this has accelerated really quickly from just being a supportive team for some kids to we want to be a full-blown professional team this year and it's going to take some time to get it all the pieces of the puzzle together but we're we're on the road right now we've got some good people behind us to support the team and some some very interested uh, uh, other support partners that want to be involved so I, I don't want to say too much about it right now but it's it looks great. And Raphael and I are both really excited that we're going to be able to do this because it's, it's an interesting project that could go good for us and could be very influential and, and positive for the sport for the future. Sounds really, really cool, but I still don't get it. <laughs> when, when, we, when you're talking about a team and a GP, isn't GP for an individual competition? How do you... How does it work with a team? What is that? Good point, actually, because it, yeah, it is. It's 
the GP is the individual world championship and everybody knows, you know, we're all racing for, for ourselves, but you have to, in this sense, to set up a team, it's no different than it is in any other sport. They do it in motocross. They do it in MotoGP. Obviously it's in formula one. It's, it's like that, but usually there's a, a team behind it and then they have the riders involved where in this sense, I become Rafa and I are team owners and I become a, an owner rider at the same point. Uh, however, it's, that's, that's just more because we have, we have plans to make this into something bigger uh, or as the years go by. But right now we feel that we can offer our sponsors so much more by having a team concept that if a rider has uh, a great day, the, the, the rider gets, he gets the, the benefit of, of the success but the sponsor gets the benefit of the success. Now the team will also get the benefit of the success that we can basically give more to our sponsors. They have not just one chance, but two chances, maybe three chances of getting noticed out there. And I, what I mean by that, if you have a two rider team, for example, and they finish one, two in the race, they got uh, success from both riders. Plus the team got the success. So it's, it's like a win, win, win situation that we get so much more recognition out there in the media, uh, of course, standing on top of the podium, you know, I can go on and on and tell you all the positives behind it, but it's still, we're still individuals yeah, but, but racing did... under one logo, but we're still trying to beat each other. Mm. So we have to, it'd be interesting to see how it goes. You know, whoever the, the second rider in the team is going to be, plus we'll also have a reserve rider, which is, is pretty much confirmed already, but I won't say too much about that right now. So we need to have backup. So if somebody gets hurt, we need to have someone that can also cover the cover for the team. So we're we're looking at a quite a large concept. So that's the other thing. Having a team, if something happens, like I, you know, had my injury this year, which cost me half the season. So my sponsors don't get any recognition. So I need to make sure that I can offer something back to them in the process. And by having a team, you still have the chance to to do exactly that. Oh, okay. Uh, now I understand. <laughs> that, that was perfect. But this isn't this. You have done this before, don't you? I have been involved, actually, twice. And one one time was was a really good period for myself and for Billy Hamill back in nineteen ninety six ninety seven. We started a team, and that was very early when the Grand Prix project or the Grand Prix series had started. It started in nineteen ninety five, and then nineteen ninety six myself and Billy Hamill got together and formed a, a team together with Exide Batteries, which is quite a, you know, a corporate company. And through, through their U, UK division, a guy by the name of Tony Summers, who became a good friend and, and a huge interest or a huge supporter of ours and in the Speedway. And we created this team of two riders riding under the same banner, which was Exide's team, Team Exide, we called it. And we had identical wow. suits. We had identical uh, transport vehicles and and created this identity, which became quite big in the sport during that time. However, we feel maybe it was a little bit, looking back on it now, it was a little bit too early. The Grand Prix hadn't quite materialized to what it is today. And we, we had, but we had two great years. We had two really good sponsorship package that was put together. We learned so much about how to market ourselves, how to give something back to your sponsors. 
the sponsor itself and Tony Summers, they, they taught us a lot because they were already involved with Formula One teams and, and various other cars and motorcycle uh, projects. So we, we had the opportunity to go to F1 at Silverstone and watch from, uh, you know, watch the races from begin from the, from the starting line. They had a, like a hospitality box right at the, right at the uh, pole position of the start line. So we got to, we had all this great, all these great opportunities to, to see how to do it and how to be bigger and better and how to mingle with the right people, how to network ourselves. So we learned a lot at that time. And, and it's a shame that it had to go during, during a period when Exide was in a restructuring stage. So the, the project got dropped, but we, we tried to continue ourselves for one more year after that, but it didn't work. And then a few years went by and I ended up doing a, a project on my, by myself together with Scott Nichols. And we had a team for a year in the Grand Prix at the same time and uh, did our best to, to make it work. But again, it was tough to get the support to find the, this, yeah, to find the people that had the same vision as us and, and wanted to become partners at that time. It just, it wouldn't work. And I, I spent uh, a lot of a lot of hours and time, both Scott and I at that period too, trying to to make this thing happen. But in the end, we had to say no to it, and and here we are today, just trying to rebuild it. I've always believed in the team concept, and Speedway hasn't had a successful, long-lasting team project to date. Tony Rickardson has tried it. Uh, so has Jimmy Nielsen had a team for for uh, for a one or two years. And so we're not, it's not like it's our own that we've done this ourselves. It's, it's been done before, but I still believe that this concept can be a massive success. And I want to make it that because I believe in it. And I know that we can do a lot more for our, for our sponsors and for the team in the same time. Wow. And today, I mean, the Speedway, isn't that the third biggest public sport when people are visiting an arena? I think it, it maybe in Sweden it is number three, right? It must be something close to that. In Poland, it's probably number two to number three. Well, but um, you know, of course, when Thomas Golub was at his peak too, he really lifted the figures in Poland, and I think Speedo was even the number one sport for a couple of years. But now you have a bunch of great riders in Poland. However. Perhaps you haven't seen quite the the individual status that Thomas Golub had, much like Tony Richardson had in Sweden. You haven't seen that. They haven't replaced him yet. But they're, these guys, these individuals are so special and they're so good at what they do. And every sport has had it. We had Bruce Penhall in the U.S. He was something special too. He did it different. And there's been the same in the U.K. and this. Yeah, Sweden, Denmark has been very, very good at it too. Maybe a smaller nation, they they tend to be able to really put a lot of focus into sports where they're good at. And they've had a number of writers there that have been household names and still are household names in that country. So the sport is awesome. Speedway is, is fantastic. And it, it probably gets overshadowed a lot these days. But there are some great companies involved that are household names without being a big plug, you know, but I'm a, I'm a monster guy, as everybody knows. And Monster Energy has helped me a lot over the years from being involved with the distribution of the company in, in Sweden and then being to today, just being a, uh, a sponsored athlete for the company. They, they 
opened so many doors for us and they've done so much for, for me as a writer. And I think that they've really done a lot for the sport. So, uh, love it or hate it. Monster is, it's been awesome for, for what we're doing and, and they're have pledged their interest to back us in, in our Hancock high program too. So I hope that we can really do something bigger and better. And, and like I said, take advantage of this, this time and this era and try to expand the sport. And the sponsors, like like Monster, they are so involved in the in the rides too, in the in the competitions. Like you always see them. That's right. They're also the lead sponsor for the for the Grand Prix series. That's so cool. So this is this is something that we're going to hear a lot more later on. You will abs- absolutely. You you kind of kind of brought it up a, a little, little bit, bit too early <laughs> before I was going to say too much. <laughs> We're going to get back to this, now. but. They're, they're, yeah, we're, we're just scratching the surface right now. And, uh, there, there's a lot that's going to, that's going to come up. We, we still haven't confirmed the riders for sure, but we're, we're, we've got our options and we want to have riders in the team that we feel we can help that we can support. And also that are going to do our team good, that are going to be good representatives for the team that are hungry for success, that are hungry to learn and that are also willing to help and be team players we we need that because that's what it's all about and everybody knows that i'm i'm a team player by all means however i really want to win and i want to beat <laughs> it doesn't matter if he's my teammate or not but i still want to beat him i want to i want to win more than he does so if he's going to beat me he's going to have to be really good <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> i'm a little bit competitive in that way even though i i play the nice guy role <laughs> <laughs> of course and and the and the young guys are that's a nice thing too to do i think so right it's they're they're the most fun to to work with because they're they're so open-minded most of them if they haven't been if they've been brought up in the right manner and and, and have that although we're all different you know there's always going to be somebody who's going to do it their way and they're going to be successful too but yeah in this sense we want to help the guys that maybe haven't had the opportunity or are just real hungry to make it happen. So uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And mm. something else is going to be fun. I'm going over to California soon. You are. To meet you guys. That's right. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. And maybe we will get some episodes done over there and see what we can do. For sure. And I think, have you been over here to the States before? Never. Nowhere. No, not even Florida. No, I've never been there. I've, I've been to Gotland. No, I've been <laughs> 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 the small island in Sweden. Uh, no, but I've never been to, to the States. So this is the first All time. All right. So you're still a virgin. Yeah, I'm still a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to well, see everything that you talked about and maybe the... Uh, the track that you you done your first laps on, if it's still there. Oh, you want to see that too? Absolutely. I want to take some photos and put it on Instagram. Oh, yes. You should do that. Did, did you see the the program that the Polish TV guys did? Uh, yeah. NC Plus last year? Did you get to see it? They, they did a really cool thing. They came over here and spent a couple of days with me and we went around and checked out my childhood and and went to Costa Mesa Speedway. It was really, really cool what they did. It was awesome. And uh, 
uh, th- those guys are, I got a lot of support for Gabrielle and a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot of respect for Gabrielle and the people from that channel. Cause they, they, they were so genuine and so interested in how it went. So it's cool that you want to see that too. And for sure, there's, there's so much to talk about and I'm always happy to talk about how I got started and Costa Mesa Speedway was huge back in the day. And yeah. The, the, yeah. I the, can, that yeah, video you didn't talk about, isn't that on YouTube so you can share it on, on Facebook and Instagram with us? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can do that. I can get a hold. I'll find the link and uh, put it out there in case people didn't see it. We'll just have to remind them, but yeah, we'll do our own now too. I, I will have to do something and uh, I can tell you a few of my deepest, darkest secrets about the track. Oh, <laughs> I just got to remember them. I, I can always, I, I, I can, I can borrow a, a bike so I can try to, to go around, you know, with a pedals on it. Oh, right. Well, be careful what you offer now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm up for it. Right. That'll be, you guys, people stay tuned. Stefan Unell is going to ride a Speedway bike. Have you ridden yeah. motorcycles? Oh yeah. Speedway bike. That's something else. <laughs> oh, that's, well, maybe a motor. Yeah. Well, that's how I took it. I thought it was just with it. Uh, yeah, we should do that. But I was talking about the one with pedals on it. You know, the, the regular one. Oh, one of those bicycles. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, we can do that too. <laughs> no, it would be more fun with a, with, a, with a motor on it. But then I will talk to the doctor first. <laughs> Get your insurance policy <laughs> straight before you leave. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what we can do. Maybe we can ride because the track's pretty close to my house here. So we could ride our bicycles over there and then we could just race. I could race you around the track yeah. on, the, on the push bikes, as you call it. Oh, that would be cool. But the thing is that Kalle, your son, will be faster than me. Yeah, there's a good chance to be faster than both of us. But, um, you know, when it comes down to competition, no, no four-year-old's going to beat me. You know, my okay. kid, I, I'm not that <laughs> Let's nice see. to my kid. <laughs> I think that's a that's good right. thing, <laughs> especially if you're there. Yeah, but we will we will try to make some some videos on it from Facebook. We'll do that. Okay, there it is. That's the official invite right there, people. You got to listen to this one. This is going to be good. Yeah, this is going to be really good. I I have some good ideas <laughs> for sure, for sure. But like you said, we'll we'll also get together and do a couple of more episodes while you're here because there's we have ideas. We I mean I want to talk to so many people and I don't want to throw too many names out there, but I, I have a lot of questions now. Whether you see how this is going, and I mean I have so many great idols with with the Bruce Penhalls and the John Cooks and the Bobby Schwartzes and the Segalises, all these names that might not mean anything to you if you haven't heard of them. But there's so many cool things that those guys have got so much locked up in their heads over the years that maybe people have never heard and it would be fun to bring it out. I, you know, there's so much of my, my life and, and the sport itself that originated here and stuff that people don't know about, but whether you're interested or not, I think you should hear some of the stories. It's, it, it would be so fun. And then my family, what about my family? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We should beat them. For sure. I mean, Absolutely. We, we talked about your mom. If you haven't heard that episode either, listen to it. Greg's mom is fantastic. Isn't that the episode that you, yeah. <laughs> how was Greg made? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did mean, she actually, you always did had she actually tell us how, how it was made in that episode? Do you remember? More or less. 
<laughs> I don't know if she was shocked or she she took it really good. But <laughs> but I mean the meaning of it was I mean you always had a green on and you're always positive and we've been hanging out for a couple of years now mm-hmm. and I never seen you angry or grumpy or <laughs> it's like the sun is always shining around you. Oh, so you put me on a pedestal. Yeah, but it's, that is true. It's really, really true. And we've been doing a lot of things. And I think that's where the question comes from. Because, I mean, if, if you've always been like that, and if, I mean, the question was quite rude, I think. I was great, maybe, what is it? I don't remember the question, but it was like, was it a quickie or was it yeah. a romantic thing? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's kind of how, how you are as a person and how competitive you are. I mean, you're always the fastest one and you always wanted to be the fastest one. So if, if it was a quickie, that was the quick answer to it. <laughs> <laughs> that lies in mom's, mom's little stories there. Was it a quickie or wasn't <laughs> What a, I think so. So if if, if it was romantic, it, I I don't know if that if if it uh, affects you. I mean, maybe maybe you should ask my wife if I'm ever if I've always got the sunshine around me. <laughs> maybe we have to get an episode with her. But to, to try to sit down with her and talk about this kind of stuff, I'm not sure that she's. I think we can probably maybe over a glass of wine or something, but we can dig it out of her. We just put the mic under the table. Don't say anything. <laughs> have you shit? Then I went. I have to. I have, have to you seen the it. size of this mic. How are we just going to put it under the table? <laughs> she won't know it's there. <laughs> I cover it with a with a Tom de Luva. <laughs> Tom de Luva. <laughs> with the father. Is that a Christmas hat in English? Tom de Luva. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tom de Luva. Yeah. Now you're learning Swedish. Well, that's what, you know, we have this great connection with the Swedish English, so we have to take advantage of it. Absolutely. But while you're, while we're talking about the family, I have to say too, both my brother and my sister, they actually, they want to come on the podcast. They're both asking me, bugging me. When is it my turn? When is it my turn? Which is really cool because I thought sometimes you never know if people are going to, you know, (laughs) kind of just crop up and not want to talk at all. But maybe they hear all these things we keep talking about, you know, (laughs) <laughs> about me and all this and all these good things you keep saying about me maybe they want to tell the truth yeah <laughs> that, actually that's just... <laughs> great it's just a facade <laughs> maybe it is when you were younger that's no, right I don't think so. that, that's the that's the cool thing about you i mean i actually think that this is you and i mean if if we got into some uh, we had some problems or something that went more difficult than we thought about it. It's just like, okay, let's find a solution for this. And we just find a solution and then it's over. I mean, you don't dig deeper. It's like, okay, didn't work. Let's find a solution. And I think that's, it's really cool. I learn a lot from you. Well, that's, that's cool to hear that. And, the same. It goes, it goes the other way around. Like I said, it's always about the people you surround yourself with, which I learned at an early age that that can be a, that can be a good thing in someone like me anyway, to surround myself with the right kind of people who are 
bring me good energy or are definitely smarter than me. And that way I can learn so much, you know, so. um, Everyone should learn about that because if people don't get you into the mood or where you want to be, maybe that's not the right people to be with. Well, sometimes you learn, like you said, sometimes we learn the hard way. Same with the team that we're doing. It's try to help find a way around that. If you can have a few tools that work good for you and whether you're just trying to win something or you're trying to overcome a a romantic situation or an addiction or something like that, you have to find the tools that work for you, right? And it's this stuff has kind of worked for me, finding the right kind of people. And and I, I just like to share it with people. You know, it's not, there's no secret to it. It's just about finding your way exactly and i think that our way with the with the podcast is is so fun and the time is ticking so maybe we should go dive into the 45 seconds with you i have some more questions for you (laughs) so you want to do 45 seconds with me again i haven't even done it with you yet no no, i haven't even done you yet You tried to do me uh, the first time. Now I want to do you, bro. <laughs> Just bring it up. Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have this kind of nice blue microphone thing. Mine's black. <laughs> Mine is still wet. Mine's white. black. Mine's black, but it says blue <laughs> on it. Yeah. It's black and blue. It's <laughs> black and blue. Mine is white. And then just have a scratch on it. So I, I used it. <laughs> oh, this is okay. I have a question for you in my 45 second questions here, actually, that's related to kind of what we're talking about. So I'm not going to say any more than that. But here, let's do it like this. Can we do two times 45 seconds? You do you do me and then I do you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's do it like that. Then. Let's get do this. you want to start or should I start? <laughs> you can start. Go ahead. As, as you see, we uh, planned everything. It's really, really planned, uh, the episodes. So <laughs> that, That's funny because, yeah, I, I would do sure you in, yeah. in 10 seconds because I don't have the, the timer. So I, I have a timer on my computer that starts in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Are you ready? I'm ready. Barbecue in the garden or a restaurant? A barbecue. After a race, hotel or driving home six hours? Hotel for sure. Morning or evening person? Ooh. That's tough. Lunch. Lunch. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a businessman or just like to have fun? Again. Oh, come on. I I think I like to have fun while I'm doing business. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. One word. How does it feel to realize that you are the world champ? When, when the, the second you realize it, unreal. Uh, if you could travel in time, what w- what year would you tra- travel to? Eighty-two. Eighty-two. The, the forty-five seconds is is. Uh, it took fifty seconds, so I'm sorry, but I really want to hear that. Why why eighty-two? You know what? I was twelve years old. My Biggest hero at the time, Bruce Penhall won the world championship. And I can remember it 
Yeah, and that was at the LA Coliseum. Uh, 1982 when he won 81 was a good year too but 82 there was something about 82 because it was in the usa i was at my first ever world championship at the la coliseum there's only ever as i've just learned from a good friend bobby cody uh from the past he just told me too that there was actually two events at the la coliseum and one was in the 70s we weren't exactly sure when and i we're trying to confirm that so it will come out, and I, I need to find out because I thought there was only ever one event at the LA Coliseum. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. But anyway, a lot happened. Yeah. That was an early time in my career, but it was such a good time because I was still young. We had all this junior speedway stuff going on, and I remember so much of it like then. So that was a good question because it's I still have 82 sticks out so much in my head. Oh, that, it's cool to hear it. It's like your memory. It's like you put it on the record since you were born. It's like you remember everything. If I thinking back to my childhood, it's like I remember when I drive my, my bicycle into the house and cut my lips and, you know, just small fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like on record all the time. and can say whatever happened on what date every time. Well, you know what? From being a kid up until my first seven or so years in England, racing in Europe, I remember so much. But then from that point on, besides my my wife and kids, my world championships and a little bit of business, I can't remember all the stuff that I did. It was like those early years are there's so much. It's like installing. I always tell people it's like installing the, the programs <laughs> on your computer they get in there and I got all the programs installed and then it was just updates after that. And those updates don't seem to, <laughs> they need to be re-updated because I can't remember them all. Uh, that's why it's a call to meet all these, the friends of yours and everything in these episodes. Cause I think that you will remember a lot more when you start talking to people. For sure. And I, I'm stoked that you get to, and because of our friendship now too. And, and you know, <laughs> it's all about speedway most of the time, but <laughs> yeah. Being with someone like you, again, you know, I always tell people this, you, you surround yourself with people that are out and living in, in the real world, as I always call it, not my <laughs> not my bubble yet. <laughs> but yeah, now you you get to hear why. And I'm learning so much more about myself by talking to these people and hearing what they think about me or thought about me back in the day, which is where my I think both my brother and my sister are dying to tell some stories. And I always get a little nervous because my sister's like a... My brother is too. Now I'm finding that out. But my sister is like, she's a brain. She remembers everything. <laughs> I mean, oh. the amount of cousins and we have a big family. She remembers absolutely everything. So if I'm unsure or something, or if it's a restaurant or something that we went to back when we were for nine years old, I call her and she can say, oh yeah, that was this place and that. And we did this and we did that. It's not real. It'll be really, it'll be really fun. So we'll have to be really prepared for those. Oh, you will have to be prepared. I will just keep on asking. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> laugh with me. Yeah. So absolutely. I got 45 seconds for you. Yeah. So I got yes. this timer too. I got my own timer. I'm so prepared. So. Oh, you're prepared. I have the gin and tonic. I mean, ice water. <laughs> <laughs> just pretend and feel how we feel. That's right. So you ready? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Ready? And we'll start right now. Have you ever stole something from anywhere? No. Beer or wine? With friends, beer, uh, alone, wine. Shaved or not shaved? 
Shaved. That was quick. Black or white? <laughs> Black. Have you ever been pulled over by the police? Yes. What question do you hate to answer? Oh. Um. Shit. Pass. <laughs> do you trust anyone with your life? Absolutely. Zlatan or me? You. <laughs> That's 46 seconds. <laughs> that was easy. I don't know anything about football. <laughs> <laughs> but you know a lot about Speedway. I'm getting to I'm learning it all the time. <laughs> but it would be fun to have Slatan on the show. It'd be a piece of cake. Yeah, we just call him up. Hey, buddy. Six people. By the time between the two of us, that's 12 people we got to reach out to. Exactly. Have we talked about that Until. before? I think we brought it up once, but no, we haven't totally, but I you can explain it. It's this theory that, that it's always six people to anyone in the world. So if you want to talk to Barack Obama, you know mm -hmm. that someone that knows someone that knows someone, and it's always six people till the people you want to talk to. And it's so cool right. because Facebook did this with all the friends that that you have on Facebook and they, they actually did it. And it's always at, at the most six people. That's nuts. It's so cool. So it should be able to, to talk to Zlatan then. So if he, yeah, if you think about it, if I wanted to talk to Zlatan, make a phone, who, I, who would I would call first? His wife. That might know somebody. <laughs> and you, so <laughs> for sure. Maybe I'll call Hank Larson first. I don't know him personally. No, just no, kidding. But um, yeah, if, if you want. No, that would be, that's, that's interesting. And you might even get there before the six people. So within six people. Exactly. So pretty cool. We should, we should think about that and see if we can. <laughs> would be just fun to see how, how far away it is. So we can do that. Let's make that an episode that we call six people to get to a specific <laughs> high profile. Oh, that name. would be really cool. And we'll just do that on the on the one podcast. We'll just call around until we get that person on the phone. And if we don't succeed, well, then you know we prove Facebook and this we do, wrong. We do it live on episode one hundred. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> episode forty five. Forty five would be a live show. Then. Exactly. It's all about the forty five. <laughs> that would be cool. Maybe Michael Jordan. Yo. He was number 45 when he played baseball for a little while. He changed his number from his 23 in basketball, and he was number 45 when he played some minor league baseball. Oh. So we could just say that. And I always liked Michael Jordan. He was a hero. Yeah, that, then we have a connection to him too, 45. Exactly. That's right. That just came up now. I just thought of it. So maybe that's – that's we can just write that one down. Maybe let's see yeah. if we can talk to Michael Jordan. How do you spell Michael Jordan? It's not Mikael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. Exactly. Mikael is Swedish then. Mikael. Mikael Jordan. Mikael Jordan. We could go, hey, Mikael. Yeah, Mikael. You know the song with Carola? Hey, Mikael, Mikael, helt okay. Hey, Mikael. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Carola? She was the Swedish girl that did yeah. that? Everybody should know that one. Gosh. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Everybody should know, right? 
So, I mean, it's not just ABBA and Roxette and in Europe. No. It's even Corolla. Exactly. Uh, so maybe that's... All right. That's it for today. Yeah, I got, I got lots to say, but I'm not going to say any more now. So I'll leave it to you. And I'll be seeing you on this side of the water sooner than later. But until then, we've, I think that we've got more going. Exactly. It will be some, some episodes in between. Eh? Yep. I don't know how many weeks it is, but it's soon. Uh, it's going yeah. fast. So thank you all for listening and see you all next week. We're trying to, to uh, launch the episodes on Fridays. Friday mornings in Sweden, so it's Friday evenings in in the US. And uh, don't forget to subscribe on... Did you say something? It would be Thursday evening in the US. Oh, Thursday evening. Friday mornings, so it'll be late. It'll be kind of a late evening here and an early morning for you guys over there. Oh, of course, yeah. The time. Yeah, so don't don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Acast, or Podbean. Or follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We actually have a new Facebook page now. Uh, and Twitter at Real45Podcast. We try to answer as many questions as we can on the on the comments. So, yeah. So ask. Yeah. Keep on asking. Keep on comment and share it. Please share the the post. Yeah. Share and tell everybody about it. We're we're trying to do some cool stuff and. Uh, talk with great people so starts right here and shoot hey have a great day everybody have an awesome weekend i'll say it again you know keep it sideways and as always grin to win See ya. To real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk. So tune in and check this out. Yeah, today is a new day. Let's seize it now and get hyped. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life. Yeah, share my story with you. Inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gonna keep it live. I keep episodes on replay. Hey, real 45. Yeah, real 45. Show them how we do it, man. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Woohoo! Peace! Later, people!